show you how. Hello all and welcome to Build Your Own Funnel, the podcast where we inbound marketers teach you remodelers how to build your own inbound marketing and sales funnel. On this podcast, we are never shy about diving into the weeds and giving concrete examples of campaigns that we have seen and run that have worked boosting sales for remodelers like yourself. I'm your co-host, Malachi Price, Builder Funnel's inbound marketing consultant. And today I am joined by Builder Funnel president and co-host Danielle Russell and our consulting specialist and DJ Matt Ehrlich. Today is going to be kind of like a part two episode to our last episode. Last episode, we did an audit of a contractor's website, um, specifically from more of an SEO perspective. But today we have a special guest on the podcast who's going to be looking at it from more of a high level kind of what should your funnel look like and what is a better kind of UX approach to your website standpoint. I'll allow him to explain. Um, so welcome, Stephen. Stephen, who are you and what are you drinking today? Hey guys. So I'm Stephen Fielding. I'm the marketing director here at Builder Funnel and I am drinking a San Pellegrino. It is tangerine and wild strawberry flavored. Ooh. Yeah, it seems like dry January is kind of a general theme lately at the time that we're recording this podcast, of course. I'm drinking coconut water again, but this time it's pineapple of the pineapple variety. That was me. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, how about we go ahead and jump into it? Stephen, why don't you go ahead and um, what, Danielle, do you want to tell us what you're drinking too? Yeah, I'm drinking. You gave me a passive aggressive look. Uh, a little bubbly, some passion fruit with other natural flavors. Always a good sign. Mm. Yeah, Danny's not drinking beer, so it must be January. It's January. Well, why don't we hop into it? Um, Steven, not, our listeners, keep in mind, are not going to be able to see what you're actually going through. But for our own sake, if you want to share your screen and walk through, do us a favor and just kind of explain everything that we're looking at so that people who are just listening have an idea of what of the recommendations that you're making. All right, we'll dive in here. I'm sharing my screen with the podcast host. For those of you guys listening, I'll kind of describe everything I'm seeing here. Uh, Mal, is there anything in particular you want me to start with? I remember you saying something interesting just about the title of this page. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Just yeah. that little helping you live a luxury, a life of luxury, that 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 part little right there. Yeah, that's a good that's a good place to start. There's a lot of different things going on on this page. I'll start by just describing the page in general. On the very top of the page, there is a banner that most websites probably don't have. It has, you know, options for financing, request an estimate, contact us, and then there's your standard navigation, phone number, services, logo, and then below that, there is a full width kind of full screen header image. It's a very nice image of a kitchen. And then they have a place where you can convert, schedule a uh, consultation. And on the left-hand side, there's something that says kind of what they do, home remodeling. And then there's a tagline that uh, talks about like, you know, creating a, a lifestyle you want with your home. Um, and, and that there, looking at this site, there's something interesting. And, and normally, you can compensate for this by using it in other places, but normally what I look at when I look at this header and above the fold content is there's no 
local keywords above the folds. So normally, you know, in this header where you say something like we do luxury home remodeling, you'd want to say in Denver, Colorado, in, you know, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in New York City, um, or there are ways to do it using like slashes, pipe bars, um, typography to make it look more appealing if you're worried about some like keyword stuffing or just maybe you have a limited location or server location that has a long name and sometimes that might not look as well but if you play around with it there's definitely ways to get some local keywords above the fold there um so that was one thing we noted with this website uh do you want me to just keep keep running mal and then interrupt me if you uh want me to stop well actually i have a quick thought on that that's that's uh relevant to that because you're talking about local keywords specifically. Something that you taught me, I think, years ago, was that we want to look for the who, what, when, where, why, and how of, uh, we wanna be able to find out that stuff about your company Definitely. as soon as possible when visiting your website. One thing that we're missing here, I, I see the who, I see the name of this company, I see generally the what, they're a remodeler, but I don't see a location anywhere. If I were to visit this page, and just look at it at a at a glance i have no idea if this person even services the area that i live in so that would yeah. be a way to amend that is the thing that you mentioned yep for sure because you know we can see that they do custom homes different types of remodeling services replacement services so on and so forth but the the local keywords are missing from above the fold if you do scroll down uh it is a i believe this is a header two in the kind of like first like section below the fold so i did notice this it's better than nothing but it's certainly not as good as what it could be most of the time what we're looking for is like i would love to see those local keywords in the header one if possible so we're one step down from that in the header two and we're also a below the fold and for anyone who's listening kind of that below the fold is if you open up your website and just look anytime you have to scroll down that means it's below the fold when I when I describe it that way. So we do see the locations there, but other than that, there's a couple sprinklings of them in in some content. But even as you go throughout the pages, there's I don't think I'm you know sorry guys I'm looking through, but I don't think there's really any other location mentions minus that one uh, header section and then maybe two or three times in a paragraph. So pretty much this website for the homepage is relying on those like five to six mentions. And some of them are deep in a paragraph of the location to determine, Hey, does this company even work in my area? Mm -hmm. ah. All right. So I can keep jumping through because there's so much to cover on this website. Uh, a bunch of things that, you know, I was looking through before. Another thing you'll note in when I was talking about the, full width header image. This is very common. You know, if you're listening and you're a remodeler, custom builder, your site might have this. And this site has something that might be different than some of your websites and some of you might have it, which is a form above the fold. It says schedule a consultation, um, build your dream home. And there's this place for a first name, last name, email, phone, zip code, and product of interest, which would be you know, what type of service you want pretty much. Mm -hmm. So when we see a form like this, this is so common. We see it all the time with, if you're a replacement, pull and replace remodeler or contractor um, that does kind of low to mid-level projects. So that type of business, but also 
lawn services, landscaping, windows and doors, roofers. This is going to be a very common tactic and not a bad one because, you know, for example, I, I'm looking to get a new fence at my house here. And when I decided I need a new fence, I'm going to go to these websites, fill out this form, but I'm going to do it on like every single website. Normally, the call to action, that text above the form is going to say something like get a quote, free consultation, schedule a virtual meeting, different things like that. And those are all good. But when it comes to high-end design build and custom home building, this form may not serve its purpose because this form, and you guys listening won't be able to see this, but I'm going through a bunch of different pages, just clicking through the entire website, every single page has the exact same form above the fold. And not even that, when I scroll down, there's this little form that pops up that is pretty much just the same thing in a pop-up version, also on every page of the website. So pretty much what this website is telling me is, you know, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? You know, it's just asking <laughs> me over and over and over again, which, you know, most of the time, if I'm going to do, you know, even a $50,000 kitchen remodel, but a lot of our clients that build their funnel here are high-end design build remodelers and custom home builders. If you're going to build a million-dollar custom home or higher, or you're going to do a $200,000, $400,000 plus home remodel, you're not going to just go to a website and fill out a form because you're ready. Uh, you're going to need more time. There's going to be a lot of research involved. And so I think they're not doing as good of a job as they could with their primary placement of a call to action or a form on these different websites. Um, another thing I noticed with this form is they say, you know, you can tell the website was built by a company that works with a lot of replacement remodelers and contractors that like low to mid-level. I think this is a great tactic for that, but also using like language like complimentary. It's just, it's the same thing as free, right? So you might as well just get, say schedule a free consultation or get a quote because that's going to convert higher than this complimentary consultation. This is kind of in the middle. If we're working with, you know, design build or custom homes, you'd probably want to tailor the language to be a bit more, you know, specific to either the location or the type of clients you're working with. But uh, another thing here would just be the form fields. What we look for in the form fields is, you know, they're asking first name, last name, email, phone number, which is great for getting in touch with someone. But the only qualifying factors of this form are going to be the zip code. So at least they would know the general area that the potential client would be in. And then the product of interest, which would be types of remodels or different services. There's nothing in here that talks about, you know, timeline or investment range is one I really like, because then what you can do is not only pre-qualify, but you can kind of anchor where your business is at. So if I was a design build remodeler, I might say investment range options, 100 to 200,000, 200 to four, above four, right? So then anyone filling out the form is like, there's no option under a hundred. And then mm -hmm. they might think twice about filling out the form if they're looking for a $10,000, whatever type of project it is. So that's something I look for. And if you are a remodeler and you work on the low to mid end, you know, you can still do these things, but just anchor the price where you are at, like whatever you're pricing your services at. It's great for, for anyone there. But um, yeah, that's a couple of things with the form. Any thoughts from the uh, the rest of the crew here? Yeah, thoughts from the peanut gallery. Um, let's see. So I, I really like that point about including um, the price range um, because 
So when when I onboard clients for Builder Funnel, we we send kind of a questionnaire that adds uh, asks just general questions about the business. Um, one of which is what's the what's the biggest factor that makes or what are the top three biggest factors that make a lead unqualified? And um, I mean, you could probably guess what what do you think the number one that we see the most often is? Price. Price. Qualified. Yeah. So it's price. Um, so I, I just like the idea of someone just by navigating your website, particularly filling out a form like the one Stephen described, um, could pre-qualify or sorry, pre-unqualify maybe themselves mm-hmm. um, if they see that you're out of their price range. And that's a good thing. Or even they could be pre-qualifying themselves if they realize that they are in your price range that, that they see in your forms. So yeah, I like that a lot. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Definitely. Um, well, let's let's keep moving on because there's a couple other things that are really important for for you guys listening to know about this website. This is kind of fun because you can't see it, but I'll describe everything we're seeing here. So as I scroll down past the above the fold full width header, there's kind of like blocks. So image on the left, text on the right, image on the right, text on the left kind of thing going on here. Very general, like we do remodeling, we do custom homes. This is what's going on. As we get towards the bottom, this is a section I thought was done well with this website. So this is a why choose us section, and it calls out four key points about this company, which which is great. So when you think about your own company, whether you're a model or custom home builder, what separates you from the competition? Why would someone want to work with you? And if you say I'm a family-owned business that has been in you know business for 30 years, and you know I'm well trusted, and you know like that's not enough now, right? So everyone's a family-owned business. Everyone's been in business for a long time. If you're still here, which is awesome, but we got to have some other things that separate us from the competition. So whether that's innovation, uh, some sort of full transparency. Um, maybe guaranteed price. I've seen some of the more bold clients doing, you know, crazy things like that. But think about what something you can put out that would really separate you or make you different from the competition. It doesn't necessarily have to be something. You could even think of something that maybe you do the same as some of your competitors. But how how do you do it differently that would separate you from them? Anyway, just wanted to call that out real quick. And then as we continue to scroll down, another thing you'll see is an inspiration gallery. So this is just a photo gallery, but this is a big no-no in my opinion for a, a lot of companies do this and it's easy to do it this way. But if you have done at least a few projects, there's no reason you have to do it this way, which is using the same photos on every single page of your website where you use a photo gallery module. And that's what this website didn't do very well. This exact same gallery appears on almost every page of the website, all the services pages, different pages. And although the photos are very good, it's the same you know, five to six photos here used on every page. So when we're looking at different pages on the website, we'd wanna vary those photos for the type of service you're talking about. If you're talking about kitchens, all the photos should be kitchens. If you're talking about bathrooms, all the photos should be bathrooms. If you're talking about exterior or custom homes, try to like focus more on like exterior shots of the homes you're building. And then you can dive deeper into, you know, the story or more photos in different places. Mm -hmm. The same thing goes for the reviews section. So as you scroll down past this gallery, there's reviews. Once again, same, there's only three, uh, three reviews and the same three reviews across every page that this review module is used on the website. They're not even tailored to the type of service and 
this is, a, I guess, a travesty. That's the word, right? It's a travesty just mm -hmm. because this company actually has plenty of reviews. Not only that, plenty of reviews, five-star reviews across House, Facebook, Google, like all of them, right? So not only are we only using three that are kind of average, but we're not using all our reviews and we're not linking out or showcasing, hey, you want to go read more reviews over here. Not every company can do that. If you have bad reviews in certain places, you know, you got to pick and choose and be more careful. But, you know, if I'm researching your company, nothing's going to stop me from Googling, you know, company name plus reviews to see, oh, is this company, you know, are they really five stars? I'm going to do my due diligence, especially if you're working with the higher end of the market. Um, people know how to Google things, right? They're going to find out your dirty laundry. So you might as well be transparent and help them find it, make it easier for them to make a positive decision, positive, you know, contact decision or, or whatever about your business there. Um, so, so once again, don't use the same content on every page in your website. Try to vary the content based on the page and, and what its goal is. All right, I'm continuing to scroll down here. Feel free, other people here to stop me whenever you have thoughts. Um, as we go down, I wanted to point out a lot of companies want to talk about their service area. So where you are, where you work, um, where you build, or where you do remodels. So there's a, like a service area section. I can go and say like, find my city. Oh, actually that's new. Um, so when we go into the service area, I can go and see they serve two different states. And when I click on one of those icons, I can see the different, you know, the different locations, right? But I had to scroll, this is pretty much on the footer. So you imagine the footer of your website, I had to scroll all the way down and, and look back to those three local keywords, three to seven local keywords that were present before. So this is the next location where I can really find out where you work. And once I come to this location, there's a few different, you know, areas where uh, we can see where this company works. And I clicked into one. And the thing I'm seeing here, it just says a high-end contractor serving this area. If you're looking for a, you know, a company in this area, pretty much we're really good, we're capable, uh, we're good, you're good at it. It's very general. And not only that, this is the problem is it cuts off mid-sentence. So this page has not yet been complete. So you've got to make sure to double check if you're doing service area pages or anything, or you're carrying over your website to a new website, you've got to really double check to make sure all your content flowed over. Because if I'm looking through this, this just seems, well, it's, it was half-assed one, but you know, not only it's incomplete, it looks bad, it's unprofessional. And there is so many better ways that this can be, you know, done. Um, and here's a weird thing. Those of you who are, you know, watching this, when I click on the image, it actually opens up a full version of the page. So no one would know to do that, but I, I found it when I was looking through. And this page is more built out, it talks about what we do with services in the area, it has that consultation form like we talked about before, full width header. And this is something else I noticed here. And I'm a huge fan of just personalization on the pages. And most companies that work with remodelers and builders will not take your personalization far enough. We stop at, hey, we work in this area and these are our services in this area. And here's a map, throw a map on the page. 
and that's it, right? But really what we've got to think about is what, what ties the remodeling or building to that area and how can I build trust and kind of rapport with the person reading the content? So for example, um, I live in a neighborhood in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania called Mount Washington. It's kind of uh, on top of a mountain that looks over the city. And I can tell you about this area because there's a lot of like walk-ups. You have to walk upstairs to your house, a lot of street parking, a lot of condos, luxury condos on the edge of the mountain. And then there's some nice historic homes up here. So if I was going to create a service area page for, you know, remodeling in Mount Washington, you know, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I would talk about, hey, you know, if we want to, if, if you want to remodel in this area, we're used to working with the different uh, condo buildings, you know, right on the edge, the name of the, and then I would list the name of the street. You know, we handle all the stuff with them. We know where to park. We do it in such a way that you don't have to worry about like talking about like building rules and regulations and stuff like that. Or they might say, hey, we know that you might have street parking and we're very like, you know, good at figuring out where to park and get our stuff up in, in a way that's not going to disrupt your neighbors and disrupt, you know, what you do. And if you have a historic home, you know, we've remodeled historic homes in X, Y, and Z neighborhoods. These are some features. And then they can list features of historic homes in, you know, Pittsburgh, for example. They might have um, a lot of like wood, like natural wood trim um what do they call it it's uh like gingerbread on the outside of the house or like fancy crown molding um built-in bookshelves you know stuff like that so they would mention that because then anyone who owns that home probably like a 90 percent chance if you own a historic home here it has one or multiple of those features so now i'm reading that and i'm like wow this company you know, knows this stuff. And, you know, if I want to remodel with them or build a home with them, they're going to know what they're doing. So that's what we don't see here. It pretty much this page, once again, just says, hey, uh, we do high-end remodeling in this area, no personalization around the area. And just says, if you need a home addition in this area, we can do all these basic things. So what we want to do is just add a little bit more. And you only have to do this once, right? Once you do it, that page is done. It's personalized the area. And you don't really need to worry about it that that often. So, a couple tips for service area. I had a question about this one. Um, you you've already looked into this website in more detail than I have, but I see a page like this, a page that's specifically about one area, one town, one city, whatever it may be, and I suspect that they probably have other pages like this that have almost the same exact content. Am I correct in that assumption? So that is correct. Let me go back and see if I can find them here. So sorry for those of you, you know, you're not seeing it, but not only some of these service area, the pages, the, the links you click to, to the service area pages, the majority of them are broken, actually, which is a huge <laughs> issue. <laughs> um, but yes, so most of the pages might have like, they have other pages about their service area. Um, and all of them are using the exact same structure. So for example, the, the title is going to be the same. And then the wording, it looks like, let me find, it looks like they varied the wording. So say I was talking about service area page, you know, let's use Mount Washington once again as an example and for this, for this example. So I would say the home remodeling contractor to call for luxury living in Mount Washington and then I would list my services in Mount Washington, whole home remodeling, home additions, kitchen and bathrooms. And there's paragraphs under each of those headers. 
Now, what they did do right is they varied the content per page. So each paragraph under those titles is different for each page. Once again, still not personalized. The kitchen and bathroom remodeling section says, you know, make your kitchen inspiring, make your bathroom relaxing with our kitchen and bathroom remodeling service. It just sounds like a little keyword stuff and very basic. There's nothing we can't do in either space. So don't uh, settle for spending on uh, spending any more time in a room that's an eyesore. So, you know, it's very basic content. It's just pretty much describing, you know, anything that you could describe about like not being satisfied with your current house and wanting to remodel and create your dream space. So, you know, they're doing that right, but there's a lot of work that can be done with personalization. The only benefit to having this page at the moment is even the, just the title might have having that uh, local keyword in there for the area they're serving might be helping them a little bit. Or if they're using a page like this for advertising, because they could run a targeted ad to the exact location. So once again, using the example of where I live, Mount Washington, uh, I could run an ad if this page was all about Mount Washington, even though the content's general, I could run an ad to the page. People are going to see it. They're going to see the name of their neighborhood because I targeted it to those that group of people. And if they're interested in remodeling or building, they're going to fill out the form. So that would be the one advantage. But overall, it didn't do so well from a personalization standpoint. Um, yeah. Any other questions about the service areas before I move on to a couple other things? I yeah. actually just ran a duplicate content checker oh, on boy. the site because this is, uh, I'm not looking for trouble, but you know, it's dry January. <laughs> yeah, you are. So I have a lot of extra time on my hands. Uh, <laughs> just so we know, the plagiarism scan report, 90% plagiarized. And it's actually, oh, it's all from its own site. So that's okay. better than, you know, yeah. stealing from like, uh, if this other agency who redid their site just like had a template and just changed out like names and locations, it would be that would be much, much worse. But it is essentially saying that like 50% of the homepage content exists elsewhere on the site. And then it listed all of the uh, the service areas, well, areas served is what they're called. And the about us and financing, those are the other top three sections that were flagged for plagiarism from itself. So just duplicate content. Uh, at least it's not duplicate pages. content from other pages. Uh, other <laughs> Correct. That would be the worst. Yeah. But not, it's it's all from its the bare site, minimum. It's like, <laughs> like, oh, you can't really see that very well, but everything's highlighted in red. For our listeners, Danny is holding her phone up to the screen. <laughs> Danny is being a total boomer. <laughs> all right. Well, that's crazy. So hopefully we can. Yeah, get that. So someone needs to fix that. Um, there, there's a lot of issues. Nothing, I think, that will like kill this site immediately. But these are things, you know, we got to look out for. If you're listening to this episode, all these little things, if you have service area pages, personalize them. Um, be conscious of the form fields you're using. Run your site through a plagiarism checker. Run your site through a speed checker, website checker. All those things can just help you get like a general idea of where your site's at, especially if you just had a redesign like this company we're going through did. You know, a lot of, I was just talking to um, one of our uh, sales guys here at Builder Funnel, and he was talking about a design build remodeler, uh, remodeling company that redesigned their site for $90,000. 
and it got worse results after <laughs> redesign than before. And I have a follow-up question that, already. Yeah, none of you guys should think that ninety thousand dollars is like you can definitely do a good site way way less than ninety thousand. But for to spend so much to then have it not work, you got to pay attention to all these things. So. Um, hopefully this is helpful for anyone listening, but let's go please into at least uh, real quick. Please at least yeah, tell them they own that site, because that's another thing we see sometimes that people will, when they work with another agency, they don't even own mm. that the site and they'll to join us. They have to break a contract and break their website contract and have to redesign their website because it's a proprietary in quotations site. Yeah. Another thing you got to watch out for. In that scenario, I think they did at least own their site. I believe it was on WordPress or like a custom like WordPress combo. Um, but man. All right. Two two more big things that I want to cover here. And, and then we'll see if anyone else has any thoughts. So pricing. So this website has a pricing page. Uh, they go through, and this is something we love. So, so there's a couple of things that the site does mm -hmm. really well. You guys can't see it. Generally, the design is really good. Right. And, and there's a lot of call to actions and different uh, conversion opportunities. They at least they have service area pages and they have a pricing page or multiple pages going over averages for basic, mid and upper level projects by type of project. So, you know, for example, I'm looking at kitchen remodeling. I can see, OK, this is what a basic kitchen would cost. This is what a mid would cost and upper. This pricing is more aligned compared to, you know, a, a higher end or, you know, design builder modeler in this area. So that's good. The pricing is accurate here, which, which we love. Unfortunately, they do have some blogs that were written in the past that have pricing from another source that ranks in Google. So if you Googled kitchen remodeling cost in this area of the site that we're going through, you would see that it comes up and it says like the average kitchen remodel costs like $20,000, which is not it's probably like five times to like 20 times less than the numbers being listed on this page. So that's something to know is if you do do transparent costs and you have written blogs or other content around costs, make sure you go back through and align all your numbers because it's great to like kind of position yourself as the expert on pricing in your area. That's something Builder Funnel totally stands behind and recommends. But when it comes to, yeah, just having that multiple information, you don't want to, someone's going to contact you and be like, hey, I saw you wrote this blog that listed this price, but your other page lists this price. And then you're going to just have people that are confused. Uh, another thing with this page is that all this is, you know, it's not behind a gate. And by what I mean by that, it's not behind a form. So normally when we look at sites, we kind of evaluate conversion offers, lead conversion offers. And at Builder Funnel, we've utilized things like cost guides, calculate pricing calculators, different things like that in the past. And this page is just kind of all out there, which is definitely great for transparency. And if you're okay, if you're okay with your lead numbers and everything, this is totally fine. But if you put your pricing behind a form field, or even in this scenario, they list the averages by price. And then they have the features based on like, this is a high-end kitchen. This is, what, is what's included in a high-end kitchen. This is a basic kitchen. This is what's included. Even if they took that information and pulled it back behind a form. So maybe you get the averages. Hey, do you want to know all the features you can get in your kitchen by each type or by price? fill out this form to get our full like pricing guide or whatever that is. 
this website could dramatically increase lead conversion. Now, like I said, if they're good with leads, it's totally fine. But um, if if you are thinking about price uh, putting pricing information on your website or have it on there, and you're still not getting good leads, pull it back behind a form, create a landing page for it, ask for those qualifying form fields like we talked about before, and you will see a huge uptick in lead generation without actually changing anything else on your website because it'll capitalize on all that existing traffic, ex existing traffic coming to your website. So that was something we thought, it, it's not bad that they did this, but if lead conversion was an issue, they could do it a lot better there. And then this was kind of something that came to me while I was reviewing it that very few, maybe like 1% of our modelers or custom home builders do this, but I thought there was some untapped potential here. And this was with a financing page. Now, most companies probably don't even have financing options and or a financing page. But I saw this and I was like, what a great opportunity. So I don't know if this company partners with a financing partner or does it in-house or whatever, whatever that works. But the page, you go to the page, simple header, it has the word financing, a paragraph, one, actually it's one sentence, and then a form. And it, it, it's the same form that's used in the consultation in a bunch of other places. So we're really not getting that much with the form. I don't even know why it's here per se compared to just saying, do I need financing and adding that as a form drop down on your contact page or, or what have you. But I just saw so much potential because once again, I'll use where I live as an example. So say I wanted to remodel in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, this uh, H1, this financing, the one word could be uh, renovation financing in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or, you know, remodeling and home building or, you know, new home financing in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I'm sure people search for that because there's a lot of new homes going up everywhere. People remodel everywhere. And a lot of companies, you know, this doesn't come up until the, the meeting's already happening and then they connect with financing, whatever. But some people just want to know, uh, say, say I'm, you know, I have a good net worth and uh, I can afford a remodel but I can't just afford to do 400 grand upfront, say that's the price, you know? Uh, but I can afford, I, I know I can do like a five grand a month, four grand a month, whatever it is, the payment I can afford. So financing is definitely gonna be my future. Do I wanna spend the time taking multiple steps per company before we even get to financing? Or do I wanna just find a company or find someone where I know I can use the financing as an option? So in on this page, what you could do is, Target financing related keywords for renovations, remodeling, and or and or custom home building. Have a couple of paragraphs describing how the financing process works with your business. Maybe have like a graphic that has like steps, like step one, icon, you know, contact us. We'll schedule a meeting. If you need financing, we'll talk to you about like your payment, how much you need, whatever. And then we'll connect you with a lender. You'll get pre-approved. Once you're approved, if you're ready to go, like we're going through the design process, they send us the payment. You don't even need to worry about it. Whatever that process looks like, we can just simply outline it. So someone who's interested in financing can easily see that. And all the people that need that as an option, which I'm assuming is a lot of them. Um, I, I'm sure there's people who just pay for everything outright, but you know, then it kind of eases their fears, gives them the options, and then they'll see that. And you're going to be the only one with this page. I really haven't seen a financing page that's well built out across the board. You know, it's it's pretty rare uh, for that. And then 
Yeah, it was just a great opportunity because once again, coming back to one of the biggest barriers to entry for our projects here is cost and price. So if you can remove some of that friction or at least educate your audience on options for them, that's going to go a huge, you know, it's going to go a long way with them. Um, anyway, so I wanted to point that out, but I think those are the last two things, pricing and, and financing that I wanted to mention here. Um, overall, good site design, things, some, a lot of things are going well, but could use some work on all the things that we've talked about today, but I'd be interested, uh, you guys, do you have any other thoughts on this website or any, any other things you wanted to go into? I love the deep dive into user experience. It's so relevant. Um, it's really, it's what Google's looking for. It's what users are looking for. And um, speaking of user experience, if you've heard of Canvas, which you can find at canvas.io, they also gear user experience to you as the, de the design builder modeler or contractor. You can save hours on field measurements, as-built drawings, and CAD models. This is sick, you guys. Uh, you can just take an iPad or your iPhone and scan an entire room in seconds and capture thousands of measurements per second. It's just like taking a video and you can actually just save so much time and impress any, if the homeowner is watching you take this scan, think of just how visually impressive that is. So definitely check out canvas.io. Super cool user experience for you also, dear remodelers. Yeah, if if the time saving isn't enough, you just look so cool doing something like it that. Looks so cool, you guys. Go check out the website. Okay, we were we were so happy to have uh, Stephen on the show today. That was very insightful stuff. I hope you enjoyed this two kind of two part episode where we did um, an audit of this website. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think. Uh, you can you can uh, give us a review if you'd like. We'd really appreciate that. It sure helps small shows like ourselves. But uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.